Welcome to the Strange Harbors Podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by... Amir Toure. And Derek Wong. Tonight we are following up our annual Best Films of the Year episode. Well, we did a TV episode in between, but we are doing our most anticipated movies of 2024 bunch of movies that we are looking forward to. I mean, 2023 was such a good year for movies. I'm really excited to see what 2024 has in store for us. I've got a bunch on my list, so I think it might be shaping up to be another good year. I think things are on the up and up. What do you guys think about the year ahead of us? Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I agree with you. 23 was so strong. The beginning of the year often doesn't have that many super strong movies. So like, we're in this like lull period where you're like, yeah, all right, I don't know how excited I'm going to get about the year, but I'm hoping it's going to shape up to be another great one. And inevitably, we're going to miss something, right? There are movies that are not even announced yet, right? That are going to come near the end of the year. And, you know, it's going to surprise us, I think. This is just kind of a snapshot of, you know, the movies that we know that are coming this year, you know, at this moment. So I think we each have our own lists. And I think the elephant in the room is probably... Dune Part 2, which, as of recording, it comes out in two days. Yeah. I think everyone's pretty excited about that, so we can talk about that. I mean, I've already seen it. My lips are sealed. I don't want to say anything before our review next week. Mm -hmm. But are you guys excited for Dune 2? Yeah, man. I'm super psyched. Yeah. I mean, I'm currently in the middle of trying to rewatch the first one, and I'm just remembering why I loved it so much, and I'm very excited for the second one. I re-listened to our episode, and I think I was too harsh on part one, man. Part one's pretty good. I've rewatched it a couple times since. I think it continues to grow in my estimation. So yeah, you know, I turned around pretty quick on it. I think I was a little sour on it after a first watch. Maybe I had certain expectations having read the book or something, but we're having seen like Lynch's weirder take, right? But like it crept into the, my top 10 of the year. So like it definitely redeemed itself already by that point. And having seen it again since, I don't know. I like doing part one. It's some good stuff. I will say that any issues that we had with part one, which I recently re listened to our episode too, any misgivings that we had, I think part two makes up for a lot of it too. And, you know, you already turned around on part one. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff to like in part two, especially for people who didn't really like part one and thought it was a little empty. Mm. Okay, that's good. That was one of my complaints about one, right? Yeah. I mean, it made me forget all about like the excised storylines that would have filled out part one, because there's a lot in part two. Yeah, so much in part two, there's no room for Thufir Hawat, apparently. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, gonna miss that dude. But yeah, yeah, super excited for it. Are you gonna go see it in IMAX, Derek? I'm going to try to see it in a large format. I'm not too sure if it's going to be IMAX or like Regal's RPX, which is also the large format. It's definitely worth it to see in the large format. I think we're going to try a different format for this kind of list just to keep us contained, but also create a list that represents all of us. And what we're going to do is that each of us are going to put forth five movies each. You know, we wanted to talk about Dune first, just because it is coming out so close to when this is going to get released. I think we're all excited and maybe even some people have already seen it by the time this episode has come out. So I think we're all very excited for that. That's definitely all of our highly anticipated movies of this year. 
But I think what we're going to do is just go one by one, each put forth a movie that we are really excited about this year and add it to this growing list of, you know, anticipated movies that represent all of us, right? So let's start with Amir. What's a movie that you're really excited about this year? I am going to go with Monkey Man. This is the uh, Dev Patel martial arts directorial debut starring Dev Patel. And it's definitely my most anticipated surprise of this year. Like I didn't know this was coming out. The trailer blew me away. Yeah. I'm super psyched for this one. Did they make any of your list? Did I steal a movie from any of you? It was on my list, but I also see it in a week. So oh. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Uh, okay. Jeff, you can't list anything you're going to see within the next month. No, <laughs> yeah, so well, I'm glad Amir took it then because I don't have to list Monkey Man. They just announced it as the South by Southwest slate for Monkey Man that's doing its North American premiere there. So I'm really excited for that. Jeff, are you more excited for Monkey Man or Alex Garland's Civil War? Isn't that also premiering at South by Dude, Southwest? Definitely Monkey Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've soured on Alex Garland, but I think from men to the subject matter of Civil War, I'm just not that stoked for it. Mm -hmm. That's on bottom of my priorities list there. But yes, to answer your question, Amir, I'm pretty excited about this one. I'm happy that it's represented in this list, especially because Dev Patel, I think he's a great actor, but you know now he's going to be able to show some of his directorial chops. He's maybe trying to push himself as an action lead now. I'm kind of excited to see where this one lands in terms of if it has the goods, right? Yeah, the trailer looks sick. Is it his directorial debut? It is, right? I think it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very psyched for that. Did it make your list, Derek, or is it just like you're happy that I... I'm going to say if I only have five, probably not, but I'm still very excited. What did make your list? Okay, I am not above any kind of low-hanging fruit in terms of things that I think I'm excited about, but I think the general population may be excited about. And I think for me, maybe the biggest movie of this year is going to be Deadpool 3. This is Marvel Studios' only movie this year. It's this, I'm believing in this kind of culmination, like the Fox universe. I think we're, you know, they're already announcing that they're bringing Hugh Jackman's Wolverine back, but I'm expecting a lot of cameos from a lot of different maybe Fox properties. I mean, there's inklings of Electra appearance. I would totally be down for a Ben Affleck Daredevil appearance if he wanted to do it. I would love to maybe make fun of some of the old Fantastic Four characters. You know what I mean? Like, I'm down for it all. So I'm actually generally excited about this. I'm one. literally facepalming right now. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so awful. I don't know. The trailer didn't really impress me either. But I will reserve my judgment because I do like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and I'm a little miffed that he's coming back because, you know, Logan was such a great send-off for him. It was. They're just going to bring him back in his, like, classic yellow costume, which I'm kind of excited to see. I'm not made of stone. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The trailer didn't really do anything for me. What I am excited for is Emma Corrin as Cassandra Nova, though. That's mm -hmm. kind of cool. I didn't know they were doing Cassandra Nova. That's insane. Yeah. So they're doing Cassandra Nova without a Xavier? Can you? And this is prime opportunity to also bring his character back, right? Bring back another Patrick right. Stewart. Or James McAvoy. Or McAvoy, yeah. McAvoy's closer in age to Emma Corrin than... That's true. Yeah, that would make more sense, right? I'm kind of more with Jeff in that I wasn't blown away by the trailer, but I like both the other Deadpool movies. And, you know, I like X-Men, I like the Marvel stuff, I like the comic stuff, so... This was, like, on that honorable mentions kind of list. If they can make this movie look good, if they can, like, actually get their shit together on this one, 
get a good story, get some good writing, get their I mean, the effects in order. I mean, the last two were good, right? The Deadpool movies aren't, like, bad, right? The first two were fine. I'm of a, maybe a very unpopular opinion where I think they're both pretty mid. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Wait, so why are you psyched for this, then? I got, got. It's like, come on, man, you're bringing back Wolverine and potentially, like, weird multiverse where you're going to bring in a bunch of Fox characters. You just like multiverses. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> that has me drawn in. I don't expect this to be a great superhero movie, but I do expect it to be fun, and I do think it's going to be a hit, whether it's good or bad, right? Yeah, I think this is like... The Spider-Man movies, where I think they typically do well. Like, this isn't going to be an Ant-Man or the Marvels. All right, Jeff. I soured the list already. Why don't you save it? No, <laughs> yeah, it's dark drop in the pool. <laughs> I'm going to go with Osgood Perkins' Long Legs, Ooh. which has the most mysterious marketing campaign of the year so far. It's dropped a couple of teasers that are very cryptic, very spooky, very creepy. Uh, you don't really know what the movie's about, but... The movie stars Micah Monroe, Nicolas Cage, Alicia Witt, Blair Underwood. And apparently it is a serial killer movie, and it is about a FBI agent assigned to an unsolved case, and it involves a cult. But there's a lot of good marketing around this where it doesn't tell you anything, and it just looks great. Have you guys seen any of the marketing for this? Yes. No, I haven't actually. I've seen the first teaser because I believe Nicolas Cage is playing the serial killer in this, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. So when you got Nicolas Cage as a serial killer, I'm down. I'm excited for this one too. Nicolas Cage hasn't been on a good streak lately. I like him. What's the Osgood Perkins? What's your feeling on him? I like him a lot. I mean, he's the son of Anthony Perkins of Psycho fame. He's directed a lot of good horror movies. I like the movies that he's directed. The Black Coat's Daughter is one of the ones that I really like. I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House was pretty good too. Gretel and Hansel, which is more like a stylistic exercise it, than... Was that good? Yeah, it wasn't bad. I liked it. Very stylish movie. He's a very visual director. I really like the way he makes his movies, so I'm really excited about Long Legs. All right, Amir, what about another movie from you? How about... I'm thinking it might have made one or both of your lists. This is Furiosa. Yeah. So what's on either of your lists here? It was on my honorable mentions. Audible mentioned, really? Oh, I'm surprised that didn't make it. Okay, yes, this is going to be the George Miller, the sequel to that 2015 Mad Max Fury Road. So that's almost, God, that's like nine years ago now. Yeah. But it's like a spinoff prequel, and you've got Anya Taylor-Joy as Furiosa. Playing the Charlize Theron role from the first movie. Yeah. The, yeah, replacing Charlize Theron from that first movie. It looks really good. I'm psyched. I like that first Mad Max, and you were talking about stylish movies. That's a hell of a stylish movie, right? Yeah. I'm just pumped up Furiosa. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, if you can capture that fraction, uh, maybe not a fraction, but a good fraction of that magic, you know, back in 2015, I think this could be another hit. I'm a little skeptical of making this prequel, right, to a character we already know and like kind of recasting the character, but with a great actress. So like, I am excited about seeing Anna Taylor-Joy's take on this character. I'm not entirely convinced of the Chris Hemsworth it all like the prosthetics and yeah, stuff. Yeah, him playing this like weirdo. We'll see though. When he is given things like comedy, he does really well. So I think he can adapt. He's the biggest X factor for me. I think the biggest surprises always comes with actors and actresses who are pretty straight laced playing crazy little freaks, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of excited for that. And I think Chris Hemsworth can pull it off because he's definitely got the comedic chops. I don't know. This might be a good showcase for him. I'm just a little worried that it's going to be diminishing returns because. Mad Max Fury Road was so out of left field mm -hmm. with how that movie moved and looked and, you know, just the insanity of it all. Are we yeah. going to be like 
oh, it's more of the same. Jaded? Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Can he recapture that lightning in a bottle? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, nine but years I'm, later. I don't know. Yeah. Excited to see him try. At the very least, it's not like it's a different director trying to do it. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a exactly. cash grab or like, you know, it, it does seem like the thing he did want to do. So what I said online is you're not allowed to go see Furiosa unless you saw 3000 years of longing from last year. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. I'm allowed yeah, to man. go watch it. I guess the next movie for me is from one of my favorite directors. Jeff, I think you've seen this movie already. And this is Richard Linklater's Hitman. Oh, so good. Jeff, you might know the premise a little bit better than me, right? I think he, he plays a hitman, but he's not actually a hitman. So he's a college philosophy professor mm-hmm. who moonlights as a fake hitman for the mm-hmm. police department to entrap people into hiring a hitman. Well, it's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And one of yeah. his targets is this beautiful woman and they fall in love and it's this whole rom-com aspect to it. It's really fucking good. Yeah, everything I've heard from you and from some of the reviews I read, this is a hit. This was uh, something that I think I'm going to really enjoy. So I am absolutely looking forward to this one. Yeah, because people have really latched on to anyone but you. Mm-hmm. which is the rom-com with Sydney Sweeney right now. Yeah. Which is pretty fun. I saw it with Ashley. It was a pretty fun time. Yeah. Like, they don't really make rom-coms like that anymore. But this one blows that out of the water. Like, we should be waiting for Glenn Powell to arrive with this movie because he is so, 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 so good in Hitman. And, you know, it plays all of Linklater's strengths, too. It's really good. Yeah, Amir, was this anywhere on your radar? This was an honorable mention, but I actually didn't even know the romantic comedy aspect of it. So I didn't really know so much about it. I was just like, I saw Linklater, I saw the Hitman concept. I was like, all right, this sounds like it'd be cool. But I thought we were going to be getting more of like a the killer than, you know. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like it's a completely different concept, which is cool. But it doesn't come out till June. Dude, I was so mad because I saw this so early last year at Toronto, like in September, and Netflix bought the movie and i thought it was going to come out last year i was ready to put right, it on my yeah. top 10 last I'm sure year if. yeah i mean i didn't because no one's seen it so who's going to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, this yeah, movie yeah, right yeah. so it's definitely gonna be on my top 10 this year i mean it's maybe too soon to say sometimes i say that and then you know too many the movies bonk, are on the yeah, there's just too, back too much yeah. good yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, are you guys big Linklater fans? I mean, I said it already, yes. <laughs> is it what, Boyhood? Is it Skin or Darkly? What's your thing? Before, it's, oh, it's that trilogy. Yeah, the Before, the before trilogy. trilogy. I love the Before Trilogy. Yeah. Okay. I also love, you know, things like Boyhood, too. So, like, I'm definitely... I'm, uh, School of Rock. Conf- yeah, School Dazed of Rock. Confused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Days and Confused, yeah. Yeah. All right, Jeff, add one to the list. All right, this one is... I guess I'm going all in on the horror. Alien Romulus. Ooh, Yeah. Interesting. You're psyched for that. Okay. That was like a big question mark for me. Is it the franchise? Is it the director? I'm actually excited because of the director, because I like Fetty Alvarez, because we talked about him a bit in our Evil Dead episode, because he directed the 2013 reboot Evil Dead with Jane Levy, right? And that movie was nasty. And I remember, Amir, I think you saw it for the first time not too yes, long ago for that episode. What about you, Derek? Have you seen 2013 Evil Dead? It was the same. I, the first time I watched it was oh, okay. before, yeah, yeah, yeah. for our episode too. Yeah, yeah. And I remember saying I think I like that one more than the one yeah, that came that out last year. Yeah, that movie's mean. It's a mean. It's mean really movie. Is. Yeah, it's pretty mean spirited. And I think that goes hand in hand with the Alien franchise. Like, I want to see a mean Alien movie. I also have a very soft spot for the Ridley Scott ones that no one likes. I think Prometheus <laughs> and Covenant people don't like, but I like both of those. 
I think he's kind of cooking with gas for both of them, mostly because of the David character, the Michael Fassbender yeah. David oh, yeah. character. He crushes he's that. Crushes Especially that. Especially in Covenant, I think. He's yeah, so incredible. Yeah. Prometheus, I'm a little on still, but dude, Covenant, completely, completely love that movie. I'm the opposite of you, Amir. I'm more of a Prometheus person than Covenant, so. Wait, really? Yeah, I actually really did like Prometheus. When it came around to Covenant, I was like, ah, there's something I'm not following this. Oh, man, the evil David thing. Oh, it so works for me. I fucking loved it. But you're not alone, actually, in your Prometheus love, Derek, because I end up talking to a couple of buddies and just out of nowhere, they're like, oh, man, we love Prometheus. And so it's just this (laughs) random, like, Ridley Scott Prometheus love fest. (laughs) That's funny. I will say that this wasn't on my top five, but, I mean, I am looking forward to it. And I think it's kind of the same deal with Jeff. I recognize the director knowing that I did like that 2013 version of Evil Dead. I'm happy that it is going to a different director, right? With a different vision potentially for the Alien franchise. So I think all of those kind of factors make me pretty excited for this one this year. I forgot that I knew Fetty Alvarez. But then also, it stars Kaylee Spaney, who we yeah. just mm-hmm. saw and loved in Priscilla, right? So that's a little bit of extra juice for that one too. I think this at least goes on my honorable mentions list. I'm kind of excited now. All right, Amir, let's add one to the list. I want to go with Joker 2, Folie Adieu. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. You got to, man. First of all, I'm right and you're wrong. The first Joker was good. <laughs> and secondly, this one looks even better. They added Lady Gaga. It's going to be a musical, apparently. Like This sounds so thoroughly fucking insane. I'm so psyched for this. I'm ready. I'm ready for your uh, Joker 2. As much as I didn't like the first one, I'm also very excited about the second one. Just the addition of Lady Gaga changing it up to be a musical. If you're going to do a sequel, like Swing for the Fences. And I feel like this is kind of doing that. So I'm pretty excited for this one. I think this might have snuck in as like my number five, you know. So I'm glad it's on our list somewhere. Like you added it. So I'm definitely looking forward to this one. As the world's preeminent joker hater this is also <laughs> on my list <laughs> yeah let's go dude it just yeah. sounds so cool yeah and yeah. someone online said watch all the people who hate the first joker only be excited for this because lady gaga is in it i'm like that's right <laughs> yep. that's right that's exactly what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be excited for it just because lady gaga is in it you know <laughs> well okay and i will say that I don't think it's just the Lady Gaga aspect. I think changing it up, use her for her strengths, make it a musical. Just changing like almost the very nature of the movie, changing the genre a little bit. That's got me more excited than just the fact that it's Lady Gaga. Absolutely. Well, so this might be the first one where it might have been all on our list, like our actual main list. Mm, Finally got one. It's kind of funny, actually. (laughs) The next one I want to add is a movie that was supposed to come out last year, not Dune 2. But it is another movie starring Zendaya, and that is Luca Guadagnino's Challenger. Yes. Interesting. I'm ready for a weird Luca Guadagnino tennis drama, right? I'm all for this. The trailers are so well done. This is just Itumama Tambien with tennis, right? (laughs) Potentially, yeah. (laughs) It looks trashy. Yes. And I'm all for trashy. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. That sounded dangerously judgmental, Jeffrey. (laughs) I'm a fan of Lucas, so this was absolutely going to be one of my most anticipated for this year. Yeah. I like all the people involved, too. A big fan of Luca Guadagnino. And I think Zendaya is a very good actress. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Mike Feist from West Side Story. Yeah. From a couple years back. Josh O'Connor is really good, too. Trashy tennis love triangle. I don't know. Seems like. A good trashy time at the movies, so yeah, I'm excited for that. What about you, Amir? 
didn't make my list, but it's definitely on my like to watch. All right, Jeff, let's add a movie. Another movie that I am excited for is Rose Glass's Love Lies Bleeding, the lesbian bodybuilder thriller that actually already premiered at Sundance, I believe, which I didn't go to, but it's coming out in two weeks. So we'll be seeing that one pretty soon. But uh, it's with Kristen Stewart and Katie O'Brien, Ed Harris. It looks like this lesbian bodybuilder revenge thriller, which I'm really into. And I love Rose Glass. So her St. Maud from two years ago, three years ago, that made my top 10 list that year. I'm really into Rose Glass. And this is her sophomore directorial effort. So yeah, I'm really excited for this. Have you guys seen the trailer for this? Yeah. Yeah. The trailer completely fucking sold me. Like Monkey Man levels. Like this is an insanely good trailer. And yeah, this was on my list. This was like five or six, like kind of in that like flex slot. But I totally want to see this fucking movie. There's that part of the trailer where like Katie O'Brien hulks out. I'm like, what is that? That looks fucking awesome. Where like her muscles rip through her shirt. I'm pretty sure it's like a hallucination or dream sequence or whatever, but it looks insane. In an interview, Rose Glass said that one of her favorite movies is Bound, the Wachowski sisters. Oh, wow. First movie. Have you guys ever seen Bound? I haven't, and you said good things about it. Bound's like one of my favorite movies. It's so good. Like, you can see the DNA of the Matrix in Bound from the way it's shot to the Don Davis score. It's amazing. Just the fact that she was inspired by that to make this makes me very, very excited for Love Lies Bleeding. Me too. I think the trailer, like Amir, blew me away. I think it's a great trailer. And interestingly enough, you know, like I saw Drive Away Dolls this weekend and... Mm. I think it's good. This is also this quirky, fun, like lesbian romp. And I don't know if I loved it as much as I think some critics have really latched onto it. But I think Love Lies Bleeding being also labeled as this kind of lesbian love story. And just from the trailers, it seems more my tone. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. A little heavier. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I do love comedy. So I was excited about Driveway Dolls. I'm just a little surprised Driveway Dolls doesn't seem to be doing. I guess you were saying critics seem to be loving it, but it doesn't seem to have any buzz at all. I don't know. I mean, for me, it was very uneven. Like, I think there are really funny parts, but I think just script wise, it wasn't as solid as maybe some of other Coen Brothers movies. But I know that Joel's not part of this one, but yeah, still maybe not as tight as some of his other movies. All right. So Joel only or Ethan only? So Joel was the one who did- Joel did Macbeth. Macbeth, which unfortunately I actually didn't see. So like I can't make that comparison. (laughs) Jeff, can you make the comparison? Do you see Drive Away Dolls yet? I haven't seen Drive Away Dolls yet, but Macbeth rips. Yeah, Macbeth is so good. Yeah. I love Denzel in that. I love Francis McDormand in that. So like Drive Away Dolls is going to have a hard time convincing me. I think it's got to be Joel for me. <laughs> Who's the superior Cohen? <laughs> the superior Cohen. Yeah. 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 Listen, he's one for one. That Macbeth fucking slaps. It's so good. Unfortunately, I just don't think that Drive Away Dolls was that buzzy. Yeah. Dude, nothing. It just didn't pick for up any For a great buzz. director and a crazy cast. The cast is nutty. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Margaret Qualley. I don't know Geraldine Viswanthan, but Beanie Feldstein was amazing in the Clinton drama, American Crime Story Impeachment. Uh, oh, did you watch Domingo, that? I didn't Pedro watch Pesca. I did. Impeachment. It's good. Oh, is it's it? It's good. She's killer in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, man. Definitely worth a watch. It's real good. Bill Camp, Matt Damon's in this. It's got a crazy good cast. It didn't seem to click with audiences. Yeah. yeah. Or, God, it just doesn't have the buzz. I don't know. You'd think it'd have a little more juice just because there's a lot of names. These are not nobodies, you know? Anyway, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, so I guess I'm guilty too, right? So Amir, why don't you add another movie? All right. How about... 
about Gladiator 2. Is this on anybody's list here? No? It wasn't on my list, but it was definitely an honorable mention. You're just hearing Gladiator 2. I'm kind of like, ugh, all right, another sequel. Like, yeah. Ah, whatever. But guess what? Ridley Scott has been fucking killing it lately. He so has been. I have, like, no compunction about putting this on my list. Everything since, what, like, The Last Duel, right? Maybe Napoleon was great, but The Last Duel's incredible. House of Gucci. We already talked about how great Alien Covenant is. Prometheus. Yeah. The Martian. The Martian's incredible. And he's got, like, a great filmography behind him, stretching back into the, the 2000s and the 90s, 80s, 70s even. So, like, you can't sleep on Ridley Scott. I'm excited for this. Also, this movie's, like, way over budget, which makes me even more excited. <laughs> <laughs> Ridley Scott's 86, and he's, like, just going for it, so I'm pretty hyped can't for this. Can't spend it after you're dead. And this is another movie with a crazy cast, too, right? Yeah. Paul Mescal, yeah. Denzel Washington. Paul Mescal, yeah. Denzel Washington's in this. Pedro Pascal is in this. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, the cast definitely has me excited. I mean, the fact that it's Gladiator 2 and it's coming out 20 plus years later, it does have me a little worried and skeptical, but... I'm definitely going to go watch this. Don't get me wrong, you know? It'd be so funny if they went with, like, the original sequel idea. Do you guys know about the original sequel idea? No. No. Two? No. It had them resurrecting Maximus, Russell Crowe's Maximus, and sending him through different periods of history, like, I don't know, God of War or some shit. <laughs> what? Like, he's a mythical person? He becomes this... Wow. Nick Cave originally was writing the script, and he had... Maximus fighting his way out of Elysium to return to Rome to kill, like, a new corrupt emperor would have been fucking ridiculous. Paint him all white, make him lose his hair, and then uh, tie some blades to his hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now, if Gladiator 2 isn't good, I'm going to want that, Jeff. So I know, (laughs) You put that in my head. The interesting thing about this kind of format that we're doing, it's like, we're getting near the end, right? I got... Two more choices. Jeff's got two more choices. Amir, you got one more. Playing this game of, I kind of want to see this on the list, but maybe somebody else will put it on there for me. And then you can do something else, yeah. Yeah, and then I can do something else. But okay, I know that I wasn't the biggest fan of the Northmen, but I am still a fan of Robert Eggers. So I am still very excited for his take on Nosferatu. Nice. That was definitely on my list. Yeah. Definitely on my list. That was going to be my last one. Yeah. Okay. So I helped Amir you guys. and I, we both love the Northmen. So yes. Yeah. For you to put that on your list, even though you weren't that hot on the Northmen, that says a lot. Yeah. Because I still have faith in his ability. Like, just, just because I didn't love one of his movies doesn't mean I'm, I'm totally off of him now. But I'm very, very excited for this one. Oh, yeah. For sure. It looks fucking great from the little I've seen of the movie, right? We've had some stills out, no trailer or anything. Bill Skarsgård is playing Count Orlock. Nicholas Holt is in it. Lily Rose Depp. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Emma Corrin. Willem Dafoe. Ralph Ineson. Huge stack cast, so... Huge stack cast, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really excited for that. People are kind of down on Robert Eggers a bit. I don't know why, because I thought the Northman ripped. He's... Did One of my favorite like directors. Or something? I don't know. I think some people thought it was mid. I thought it was great. I liked it. That movie was metal as hell. Super cool. All right, Jeff, why don't you add another one? I am going to go with a movie that I've already seen, so I'm kind of cheating. It's all good. But I am excited for everyone else to see it because this would have been my number one last year Whoa. if it wasn't delayed. And this is Bertrand Bonello's The Beast, starring Lea Seydoux. It is Ooh. so fucking weird and good. I just can't wait for everyone else to see this weird-ass movie. So it is a sci-fi period piece about future utopia slash dystopia, depending on how you want to look at it, 
where you purge your emotions by reliving the trauma of your past lives. Leia Seydoux, she plays this woman who undergoes the procedure, and it's her different interactions with this constant in her past lives with George McKay, and it's really interesting. It's super weird. So you guys have to see it. It's wild. So someone said it's like Cloud Atlas. Hmm. This sounds like a must-see. Yeah. It's really, really fucking good. Uh, Jeff bringing forth a movie that was not even on my short list, but now I'm definitely interested in seeing this. <laughs> it sounds weird and awesome. Okay, so it's like the different time periods. It's like 1910 France, and then the 2000s where George McKay plays an incel. <laughs> they model him after Elliot Roger, the mass shooter, which is so oh, fucking shit. crazy. They, like, take his manifesto, like, verbatim in the movie. It's so wild. Like, I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, like, this future storyline, too. It's so interesting. I've never seen anything like it. Who's the director? Bertram Bonello. I'm sorry, I don't recognize the name. So, would I have seen anything else? He directed the Saint Laurent biopic in 2014. Also, this movie called Nocturama from 2016, Coma from 2022. Yeah, this sounds like maybe my first foray with yeah, this director. I don't director. think I've actually seen yeah. any of his stuff either. Oh, he played Alexia's father in Titan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sold. <laughs> Titan connection, sold. <laughs> yeah, sold. <laughs> That's so funny. Say no more. All right, well... Jeff, I think you have convinced me and Amir and maybe some, hopefully yeah, some people listening easy to this podcast. Man. Yeah. Oh, also Dasha's in it from Red Scare Podcast. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Is she good? It's just funny to see her. Yeah, no, I get it. All right, Amir, why don't you add your last movie? I don't know if you've seen this already, maybe, Jeff. Did you see I Saw the TV Glow? I haven't. So that premiered at Sundance and I didn't go this year, but I am excited for it. Yeah, it's getting rave reviews and it looks fun. Got Justice Smith, who was uh, just in that D&D movie. Yeah. Bridget Lundy Payne. I actually don't know if I've seen anything she was in, but uh, yeah, those are the two co-stars in this kind of horror thriller movie about, a, uh, I guess, a supernatural TV show. Did it have positive reviews coming out of Sundance? Yeah, people love it. Oh, sweet. And apparently Fred Durst is in it. So, you know, if you're an oh, Xennial, you know. <laughs> I feel like this this reevaluation of Fred Durst <laughs> that I've been noticing. Really? Yeah. Is there? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, because work? Him as a person? Well, it's just more like, I think I always thought that, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I've always had this kind of weird negative perception of Fred Durst and like his music. And I've only started noticing now, like a younger generation, like, nah, man, his music's good. And then even really? me reevaluating and like listening to some of old Fred Durst music. And I'm like, oh, shit, I kind of know this music and I kind of like it. And I don't know why I hate it really? anymore. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. I love his Mission Impossible 2 theme. Maybe it's just me having a crisis with Fred Durst. I don't know. Yeah, sounds like it might be a you thing. But yeah, it might uh, be I love thing. that for you. I'm glad you're going through that. <laughs> and uh, go, I'm going to go with I Saw the TV Glow. All right. The last one that I want to add. I think this is very much a me choice. I don't think this is probably on either of your lists, but I am pretty excited for John Chu's Wicked. I'm a huge fan of the musical. I've seen it three times already. Oh, wow. I do think that it's the right choice to separate it into two movies. Really? People are like savagely critical of that. I know. I haven't seen the musical, so I can't say. Because interestingly enough, I think the two sides, two halves in the musical are actually different in tone a little bit. I think he could play this more as like a self-discovery, like coming of 
age coming into oneself movie. And then the second one could be played more like a romance movie. I would be interested to see if he changes the tone and the genre a little bit for the two movies. But I do think that if done right, this could be really interesting. Separated as two movies. I'm excited for it. I think Cynthia Rivo is, is an amazing actress, but also just like an amazing singer. So her being like the alphabet character, I'm hyped. The trailer looks bad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sold. And then when I heard about them splitting it and that possibly being a mistake, I was like, eh, all right, maybe this is not how I want to experience Wicked. <laughs> I already said it. it's not on your guys' I story. think I have to go see Wicked, actually, and then maybe I can decide whether I'm going to enjoy this movie. I'm happy for you, though. I have a bias. Let's be honest. Well, I was going to say I'm team Twisters versus mm, Wicked. Yeah. Because those are the two Super Bowl spots. Yeah. You know, I think Twisters <laughs> looks really good. I was actually going between putting Wicked or Twisters, but I was like, you know what? Really? I'm going to be me. I'm, I'm going to be me and put Wicked. <laughs> I'm skeptical of Twisters, too. Like, Twisters, to me, gave me that ick feeling that... The legacy oh, sequel, uh, the, ick yeah, feeling? The, yeah, the, yeah, the Gladiators yeah. 2 didn't, right? Mm. It just gave you that, Ugh, all right, they're just trying to do like a... But we also haven't seen know, a trailer for Gladiator 2 yet, right? You never know. That's true. You might see a trailer and you're like, ah, oh, shit. It could look like a complete suck touch, but I don't think so, man. I believe in Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. He's on a run lately. All right. All right, Jeff. Is Twisters your last movie, or do you want to? It's not. No, I have something else. All right. Okay. Dude, Francis Ford Coppola's Megalopolis. Mm. What? Yeah. How did I miss that? Yeah, Yeah, dude. I don't know how I missed that, too. Are we sure it's coming out this year? That's what people say. Oh, okay. It doesn't have distribution yet, but I think it's slated for 2024. So, Francis Ford Coppola doing an epic sci-fi Science movie. Fiction, yeah. Completely self-financed for $120 million. Oh, That's insane. Geez. What? <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Completely stack cast. Adam Driver, Forrest Whitaker, Natalie Emanuel, John Voight, Lawrence Fishburne, Aubrey Plaza, Jason Schwartzman, Shia LaBeouf. Talia Shire. Talia Shire. What? Yeah. Crazy, man. Catherine Hunter's in this. We just saw her. Yeah, uh, in Poor Things. In Poor Things. And Andor. And she's the witches in Macbeth. Yeah. 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 Dustin Hoffman's in this. Giancarlo Esposito. Crazy. Dude, so crazy. And he, like, read so many interesting books. Like, he said the film was influenced by a bunch of different books. Like, Bullshit Jobs, Debt, The First 500 Years, Dawn of Everything by David Graeber. Anthropologist. Mm, uh, Anthropologist who just died. Of the Glassbead Game by Herman Hess. <laughs> it's crazy. This is like his passion project. Yeah, this is so nuts. So yeah, he reread a lot of interesting stuff for this, apparently. Yeah. Really cool. Is it like based on something or it's just... No, I think this is like an original idea. Interesting. His first movie in 13 years. Jeez. Oh shit, takes inspiration from the Catiline Conspiracy. <laughs> Dude, this is nuts. This is going to be nuts. Didn't think it was going to come out this year, but if it is, I'm definitely looking forward to it. One... Final question I want to ask you guys. This is just all for fun. Jeff, you've kind of already alluded to it. Is there one movie on this list or your guys' list you think will make your top 10 by the end of the year? The Beast, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And Hitman, probably. Something tells me Hitman is somehow going to make my list. (laughs) I'll find room for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're a big Linklater guy, so. What about you, Amir? Are you probably thinking might make it? I think, hmm, like sure bet. Maybe surest bet of all of them is probably Nosferatu. Mm. Eggers, I think Eggers yeah. is just pretty consistent. Yeah. Gladiator 2, as much as I'm pumping up Ridley Scott, I don't know. Maybe he could fall on his face with that. <laughs> Joker 2, big risk, which is why we love the idea, but who knows, right? Yeah. Monkey Man is a debut. Who knows? Maybe it's just a great trailer. Um, and then Furiosa, again, we're skeptical of catching lightning in a bottle. But I think Eggers is like just... The most consistent of everyone I listed, right? Like every movie you see of his, you're like, yeah, that was a banger. So 
Are we counting Dune 2? Oh, yeah. I mean, Dune 1 made my list, so I think Dune 2 would probably yeah, make my Yeah, I think Dune 2 is almost certainly going to make my list since <laughs> yeah. Dune 1, which I was skeptical of, did make it. So, yeah, Dune 2, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's even a bigger slam dunk. The critical reception for Dune 2 is out of this world. It's crazy. That's cool. People are psyched for it. I'm seeing a lot of buzz, and then yeah. like, apparently he's going to do Dune Messiah, too. Well, he's got to. What do you mean? He's locked in for a three-movie deal? No, but I mean, I feel like Dune Messiah is definitely going to be made. I think Denny's probably going to do it. I think the story going around town is that if these two were a success, he would be given an option to do a third movie. It sounds like this one is going to be a hit. And if it is, then I don't see anything stopping him except for himself. You know, if he doesn't want to do it, doing a third movie. Yeah. Even we're talking about a potential third movie. But I feel like I remember Dune 1 not getting like too much love awards wise. Could the second one be kind of like making up in next year's awards season, Jeff? Like, is it that good? I think that- so. I think so. Yeah, I think beyond the technical awards, I think this is probably the best work Tibby's ever done, Tibby Chalamet. Wow. He's really really good in this. And speaking of Dune Messiah, I think also Dune Part 2 isn't as self-contained as you would think. It definitely feels like a middle chapter. Oh. Oh, weird. Interesting. uh, I mean... From someone who's read the books, I guess, and knows about Dune Messiah, it's not as abrupt as part one, obviously, the Mm. ending. And I think it does work. But it leaves room, you're saying. Yeah, it definitely leaves room. Did you read Dune Messiah or no? I've read Dune. I haven't read Messiah. Yeah, okay. Me neither. We'll be talking about this next week. So. Yeah, we're yeah, definitely yeah, excited yeah, about absolutely. this. Do a deep dive. I mean, I guess this is an opportunity to, like, is there any honorable mentions that we didn't hit that you guys really want to just mention real quick? Yeah, I want to mention... A movie that I guess is coming out in 2025 that I did not know about. You guys know about Mickey 17? Yes. This would have absolutely Holy made my shit. list if this, it I was so pushed. psyched to put yeah. this on my list and then I found out it was 2025. Yeah, I was yeah so it disappointed. got pushed. Yeah. <laughs> it got pushed. So this is the Bong Joon-ho sci-fi movie. Yeah. Which I was just like, okay, I'm like absolutely there. Yeah. With Robert like, Pattinson. Robert yep. Pattinson, Stephen Young. Yeah, yeah. Tony Collette is in this. Mark Ruffalo is in it. Dude, it sounds amazing. So yeah, I'm super psyched about that one. I, I know nothing too. about it, but... That cast and Bong Joon-ho, who cares? Yeah. That's a cool sci-fi movie. Like, okay, I'm there. Anything for you guys? Anything coming in 2025? Any other honorable mentions anyway? I didn't want to get shot by Jeff. No, um, <laughs> I'm still kind of looking forward to Alex Garland's Civil War. I haven't given up on him yet, and I am looking forward to this one. And then I'm also looking forward to, you know, the last of the trilogy. I don't, know, I don't know if you want to call it a trilogy, but it's like, you know, the Maxine, the uh, X, Pearl, and then now yeah, Maxine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm looking forward to Maxine this year. Yeah, yeah. I am too. Big Ty West fan, so. Uh, what about you, Jeff? Anything else that we missed? Not really. I think we hit everything for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We got, a, I think, a really good list going on. You want me to just read it off again one more time? Yeah, let's do it. A very high number, number 16 on the list, I guess, but it's coming out next week. It's Dune Part 2. But we got Monkey Man, Deadpool 3, Long Legs, Furiosa, A Mad Max Saga, Hitman, Alien Romulus, Joker, Fully Ado, Challengers, Love Lies, Bleeding, Gladiator 2, Nosferatu, The Beast, I Saw the TV Glow, Wicked, and Megalopolis. I feel like we've covered a pretty good spectrum of movies here. Yeah, it's a good mix. Different genres, but I think a lot of things that are going to hit really well this year. All right, well, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com, and you can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and letterboxd at strangeharbors. What about you guys? You can find me trying to find an IMAX showing of Dune 2 around me. What about you, Derek? <laughs> you can find me at The Wrong Day, uh, and that's for Instagram and Letterboxd. 
But if you liked this podcast, the easiest way to support our show is to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Google, or any of the other popular apps. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, please do us a favor and give us a great rating. It really helps to get our voices out to more people. Yeah, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions on our most anticipated movies of 2024, feel free to shoot us an email. Tell us what you're anticipating this year. And sometimes we read it out on the pod. So with that, we will see you guys next week for Dune Part 2. See you guys next week. See you guys then.